Coffee Break French, Season 4, Episode 21. Bonjour à tous. Bonjour tout le monde et bienvenue à Coffee Break French. Alors bien sûr, vous êtes toujours en compagnie de Pierre Benoît et Marc. Et nous sommes ravis d'être ici avec vous encore une fois. Oui, en plus il fait beau aujourd'hui. Il fait vachement beau. C'est super. <rire> yeah, the weather indeed is absolutely stunning at the moment here in Scotland. And we are not complaining because this will probably be our summer. The four days of it. Eh oui, eh oui, eh oui. Um, we are bringing you this episode of Coffee Break French as usual with lots and lots of interesting language. We are following the story of Monique and Sylvie, Mathieu and Gabrielle, and this is the start of the, 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 the second half of the course, if you like. Oh, 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 oh. So we are listening to Monique's email today. She is preparing for the visit of Sylvie to Epinal to see her brother, and it's time now to have a listen to that email. Allons-y. Salut ma fille Bon, je pense que tu vas toujours bien depuis ce matin. On ne se sera jamais envoyé autant de messages dans un laps de temps si rapproché. Bon, super pour ce week-end. Je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. Et oui, il vient juste de se lever. Le décalage horaire soi-disant. Enfin, il est aux anges. Il lui tarde vraiment de te revoir. Il dit que toutes ces nouvelles technologies tels que Facebook, Skype ou même les emails, sont super, mais ce n'est tout de même pas la même chose que de se voir en personne. Enfin, c'est très pratique pour rester en contact quand on habite loin. Oui, oui, il se remet tout doucement de son voyage. Il se couche encore très tard et il n'est donc pas matinal. Mais bon, cela commence à changer. Il devrait être en pleine forme pour ce week-end quand tu arriveras. Tu t'es bien organisé pour ton voyage, je trouve. J'en parlerai à ton père ce soir quand il rentrera du boulot, mais c'est un jour où il ne travaille pas, donc il pourra venir te chercher. Au pire, ton frère prendra la vieille Clio et il descendra te chercher. Je te tiendrai au courant, mais ne t'inquiète pas, quelqu'un sera là pour t'attendre à ta descente du train. Oh là là, il me tarde d'être en week-end. Je vais avoir mes deux enfants réunis. Il va falloir marquer ce jour d'une pierre blanche. Je viens de regarder la météo sur Internet. Il devrait faire beau ce week-end. Peut-être pourrions-nous faire un barbecue dans le jardin Je vais contacter Madame Gauthier pour voir s'ils sont disponibles. Malheureusement, Gérard et Michel Martin ne sont pas libres. Ils partent faire le tour des fjords en Norvège. Ils sont venus hier soir boire l'apéritif à la maison. Ils voulaient discuter avec ton frère car ils ont pour projet d'aller visiter le Japon. Donc, ils sont venus à la pêche à l'information. Ils te passent le bonjour et sont très déçus de te louper, encore une fois. Ils ont pris ton numéro de portable, au cas où ils viendraient sur Paris. Bon, et sinon, je change de sujet, mais toujours pas de nouvelles côté cœur On ne sait jamais si ce matin tu étais encore en retard et si tu étais encore entré en collision avec un charmant jeune homme. Bon allez, je vais aller voir si ton frère veut aller se balader un peu. C'est dommage de rester enfermé par un beau temps pareil. Je te tiens au courant ce soir pour ce week-end. Bon après-midi, bisous maman. 
also a very interesting text this week, full of really nice phrases. Lots of future tenses too. Yes, indeed, Mark. Uh, very rich uh, structures and uh, I'm sure we're going to explore them now. We are indeed. But first, I'm going to give you the English summary as usual. So, in this week's email, as we know, Monique is full of excitement for Sylvie's forthcoming trip to Epinal. As we know, Sylvie's brother has returned from Japan for a visit and Sylvie is going to be visiting this weekend. Monique is replying quickly to the previous email from from Sylvie and she starts by saying that they've never replied to each other's emails so quickly. It may well be a few weeks since we read Sylvie's last email, but in terms of her story, not a lot of time has passed. Guillaume, Sylvie's brother, is delighted that she is coming to spend the weekend with them. Talking about Guillaume, Monique says, Il est aux anges. He is really looking forward to seeing his sister. All the newfangled ways of keeping in touch like Skype and Facebook aren't quite the same as seeing someone face to face. Monique tells Sylvie that Guillaume is gradually recovering from his long journey, but the, the décalage horaire, the time difference, is still taking its toll. He should be fighting fit by the time that she gets there, though. Monique suggests that her dad will be able to come and collect her at the station, and if he's not available, Guillaume himself will come and pick her up. Either way, someone will be there when she arrives. Monique is delighted that she's going to have her two children together this weekend. Je vais avoir mes deux enfants réunis. Uh, the weather is looking good too, so they're planning a barbecue in the garden and she's going to invite some friends. She knows that their friends, the Martin, aren't available because they are going to Norway on holiday. They had visited the previous evening with the main purpose of quizzing Guillaume about Japan as they planned to add that to their list of future travel destinations. And... Just to be on the safe side, they've also taken Sylvie's phone number in case they're ever in Paris. Monique finishes by checking up on the latest regarding Sylvie's love life. Toujours pas de nouvelles côté cœur? She's off to see if Guillaume wants to go out for a walk, as it's a shame to be inside when the weather is so nice outdoors. That sounds quite familiar as we're recording this in a very warm studio. But that is where our summary of this week's email from Monique to Sylvie comes to an end. Eh oui. So, it's now time to talk about our famous four expressions. Les quatre expressions yeah. choisies par Pierre Benoit. Our fantastic four. Alors, numéro un. Qu'est-ce que tu as choisi J'ai choisi. Je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. Et oui, il vient juste de se lever. Le décalage horaire soi-disant. An interesting expression. Lots in this yeah, one. It's not just one expression. <laughs> There yeah. are several. So, je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. Mm-hmm. Let's deal first of all with that interesting bit of vocabulary. Ton frangin. Ah oui. Okay, quite colloquial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a colloquial version of what word? Frère. Yeah. So, ton frère, your brother. Ton frangin is, I suppose it's the equivalent of mère and maman. Père, papa? No, because I think frangin is more colloquial. Okay, so it's a kind of slang way of talking about yeah. your bro. Le bro and, and aussi la frangine. La frangine for your, 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 your sis. I suppose, uh-huh. yeah. So your bro and your sis, although I, I suppose that they have a, a, a kind of regional element. You might not talk mm. about your bro in, in the UK anyway. <laughs> um, so ton frangin is your brother, but mm. it's a, a familiar way of referring yeah, to your, yeah. your brother. 
pas, je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. Je viens de faire quelque chose. I have just done something, of course. So, je viens à l'instant de dire, or de le dire à ton frangin. I have just this minute yeah. told your brother. Like you put literally. I've Absolutely. just literally, I've just, yeah, it's just done it. I've just done it. Yeah. And we see this expression in the next part of the sentence too. Il vient juste de se lever. And it's funny here because this time it's not il vient à l'instant de se lever, but il vient juste de se lever. He has yeah. just, just. <laughs> it's just, just, just that minute. Yeah, the, it's, we, we've spoken about this before on, uh-huh. on, on Coffee Break French. Venir de faire quelque chose is to have just done something. So if you add in another juste or, or à l'instant. It becomes redundant. Really. You, you don't really need it. But in spoken French, we tend to add that wee bit. It's, uh, I would say in written French, try to avoid using the juste and à l'instant. Just okay. use the venir plus de plus the infinitive. Okay. So, je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. Et oui, il vient juste de se lever. And then we've got, I think, the most interesting part of this phrase that you've yeah. chosen. Yeah, that's, that's why I chose it, Mark, to okay. be honest. Le décalage horaire, soi-disant. So, décalage horaire is the time difference. Mm-hmm. But we would probably use the expression jet lag yeah. Yeah. because the jet lag is what comes as a result of the time difference. So, thinking about what's happening here, the mother, Monique, is saying to her daughter, Sylvie, talking about Sylvie's brother, Guillaume. Oh, he's still in his bed. I, as a result of the jet lag, apparently. Uh-huh. And it is interesting how in French you only have soi-disant, but our listeners cannot see my face. Soi-disant plus everything that's implied in, in the mimics of yeah. the face. Yeah. When in English, you have to actually add so many words, you have to extrapolate just to explain the, 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 the subtlety of, of the expression, soi-disant. Yeah. Let's think about grammatically, soi-disant. Now, soi is S-O-I. It's not S-O-I-T or no, anything. No, There's no, no subjunctive no, no, element no, in there. No, no, no. Soi as in self. And then the disant part is the gerund of dire, to say. So, saying self. Self-saying or so he says or so she says. Or so one says here, yeah. I think, because it makes it very impersonal. Like anybody would say that. Can we use soi-disant as a sort of adjective? You know, for example, the, the so-called director, he thinks of himself as the director. Yeah, le, le soi-disant director. And it would come before the noun because it's a yeah. longer... With everything that, that's implied in this. Yes. You know, he thinks he's the director, but he hasn't done a good job or something. He's not, he, you know, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Almost like the self-proclaimed director or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So here we're using it as an adjective, le soi-disant directeur. Could we have another example? Uh, la, la soi-disant amie. Okay, so I suppose a so-called friend ah, there. Supposed to be friend. Mm. So give us an example of that in a sentence. Ah oui, bah, elle devait venir à ma fête. Elle m'avait dit qu'elle, qu'elle préparerait la nourriture et tout et tout. Et finalement, cinq minutes avant la fête, elle m'a téléphoné. Pour me dire qu'elle ne venait pas. Okay, so let's just explain all this before you, you go on, because that's quite a lot of fast French there. So you've got a friend who had said that she was coming to your party. She was going to prepare the food and everything. She was going to be the best friend in the world and everything. But five minutes before, she cancelled on you. So this is where we could describe that person as... Une soi-disant amie. Yeah, a so-called friend. 
some friend she was. Mm-hmm. So we can use soi-disant as an adjective in this sense. But in the expression within our text, it's slightly different because what we're saying in here is le décalage horaire soi-disant. And we have to go a little bit further than just the one word, the two word translation of soi-disant. In French, soi-disant, very succinct phrase. Mm -hmm. But in English, we we need to extrapolate that a little more. So here, she says, Je viens à l'instant de le dire à ton frangin. I've just told your brother. Et oui, il vient juste de se lever. And he has just got up. Hmm. As a result of the time difference, as a result of the jet lag, or so he says, as a result of the jet lag, apparently, and with that kind of knowing nod and a sort mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. tapping your nose kind of or thing. squinty mouth. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a result of the time difference, yeah. Okay, so it's a, a very interesting phrase, a lot of rich stuff in there, so apart from all the, the, the veneer de, and the frangin. Yeah. For example, uh, Mark said to me, we'd record this in five minutes. <laughs> Soit disant. Yeah, and it apparently. Took, and it took 15 minutes. Absolutely. We're now at 13 minutes, 15 seconds. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little longer than 15 no, minutes but I, for this I one. Think, I think here we're, we're, we're hitting the, 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 the right thing here. We're talking about those kind of expression that you, you need to discuss. They're, they're amazing. Absolutely. You know, they're really good. It's good stuff. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. When you're not listening to Coffee Break French, there's still opportunities for you to keep up your French practice on social media. Just search for Coffee Break French on Facebook, where we post regular language and cultural content. We're Learn French on Twitter, and you can come behind the scenes with the Coffee Break team on Instagram, where we're Coffee Break Languages. It's our mission to help you turn your downtime into your do time. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. So your second expression is also something that we, we need to talk about as well. Let's listen to this one. Il va falloir marquer ce jour d'une pierre blanche. Ah, so this is when Monique is delighted about having both her children in the one place for the weekend. Uh, she says, I'm going to have both my children together. And she says, Il va falloir marquer ce jour d'une pierre blanche. Now, literally, we can work out what that means. Literally, we are going to have to mark this day with a white stone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can you shed any light on the origin of this expression, Pierre Benoit? Well, I, I thought first I had something to do with the uh, the jail, you know, like when you're counting the days uh-huh. and, you know, on the wall with a stone, you with would just stone. mark the wall and then you would have like those, those Roman... Yeah, the Roman numerals or the, yeah, the, the yeah, tally yeah. marks. And then the fifth one you go across. Yeah, and I thought, t- yeah, I can see that because it's very important. Yeah. So I thought, you know, when you have something very important, you want marqué d'une pierre blanche. 
but uh, it, it looks like it hasn't got to do anything with that. It turns out it's a little bit different because we've, <laughs> we have done some research on this. Yeah. And it turns out that in the past, uh, when uh, the men in France were going on military service, military service could be something that had an element of, of luck involved in it because they had to dip their hands into a bag and pull out a stone. If the stone was black when they pulled it out, then they had to head off to, to, the, front to the front line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, um, well, or either that or pay someone to do it for them because yeah. they could actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of it that way in, in those times. Um, however, if they were able to pull out a white stone by, by luck, mm-hmm. then that would mean that they wouldn't need to head off to battle. And so, it was therefore an important day. Yeah. So basically, out of this, we can we can throw the, the fact that it's the idea of an important, an important event. Event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for Monique, it's an important event. The fact that she's got both her children together, which yeah. when her son lives in Japan and her daughter lives in Paris, it's not the most. Is that the idea of cherishing this this moment, or tr- it's like a wee treasure? Yeah. Uh-huh. In English, we have an expression, a red letter day. And right. there are, I'm sure, um, equally interesting stories behind the origin <laughs> of that phrase. We'll not go into them here. No, no, no. But a red letter day is a day that you remember, a day that you, you a day that will go down in history. There's mm-hmm. another, another expression. Good. So, marqué d'une pierre blanche. Marquer quelque chose d'une pierre blanche. Très bien. Marquer ce jour d'une pierre blanche. Ok, troisième expression, s'il te plaît. Oui, on l'écoute tout de suite. Ils ont pour projet d'aller visiter le Japon. Donc, ils sont venus à la pêche à l'information. Interesting. <laughs> here again, you can ask me where do you think this comes from? <laughs> it's probably maybe just figurative here, I think. Or could be from the English language. It could well be, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what we are talking about here, the, the, the Martin, the, the couple that Monique knows, um, they came over to talk to Guillaume and to find out a little more about Japan because mm. they want to go there on holiday. Um, and the expression is, ils sont venus à la pêche, à l'information. So, aller à la pêche... Oui, ça on connaît. ...means to go fishing. Mm-hmm. So, la pêche... And just watch that, because la pêche is fishing. It's also the word for a peach, une oui. pêche. Yeah, or the expression as well, avoir la pêche, it's quite nice. Yeah, to, uh, to be feeling good. on form, to uh, be feeling yeah. peachy. Yeah to feel, to feel, yeah, to feel good. Yeah. Mm. However, it's slightly different from the verb pêcher, mm-hmm. because pêcher can mean to fish or to sin. Exactly. So, but there'll be a different accent. Yeah. So two different words there, mm-hmm. slightly different spelling. Pêcher, meaning to fish, is spelled P-E circumflex, yeah. C-H-E-R. Pêcher, the verb to sin, as in to do bad things, is P-E acute, C-H-E-R. Yeah. But here we're talking about aller à la pêche. Ils sont venus à la pêche. But what were they coming fishing for? Information. Absolutely. They were coming fishing for information. Ils sont venus à la pêche à l'information. And notice it's fishing for something. But in French it's aller à la pêche à l'information here. Uh-huh. But that's a sens figuré, obviously. Yeah, a figurative uh-huh. fishing. <laughs> but if you go to the sens propre, uh-huh. huh, you could, you know, if you're going fishing for, for fish, <laughs> aller à la pêche 
O saumon. Yep. Now, I know it's not A because we've got A plus le, which becomes O. But mm-hmm. allez à la pêche au crabe. Yeah. So you're fishing for salmon, fishing for crab. Yeah. Yeah. Then in that case, it's A plus whatever so it is. It's the same expression, whether it's figurative or proper. And what would be the difference between aller à la pêche au saumon and pêcher au saumon? No. Pêcher le, le saumon. Okay. And is it the same meaning? Yeah. Je pêche le saumon. J'aime aller à la pêche au saumon. Okay. Interesting stuff. So it's aller à la pêche. Ah. A plus the, the, the noun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or pêcher. pêcher and it's direct. And it's direct. Le. Très bien. Intéressant ça. Oui, c'est une expression très intéressante. Bravo. Oui. I, I, I hope I explained it well. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm not fishing for compliments. Oh, là, 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 là. <laughs> Donc, on peut pêcher des compliments No, French people do not, do not uh, compliment anybody. Okay? <laughs> you better be careful there. <laughs> no, no, just joking. If you are looking for, um, or fishing for, for compliment, you would say, um, chercher des compliments, chercher des compliments. Okay, don't you can't chercher. Chercher des compliments. No, D'accord. that's wrong. Okay, let's get on to our fourth expression, because time is marching on. Ooh. On ne sait jamais si ce matin tu étais encore en retard et si tu étais encore entré en collision avec un charmant jeune homme? Oh, that's an interesting one. Why have you chosen that? Oh, I just love the, the, the use of see twice, Mark, and the fact that as soon as we're going to translate it in English, you're going to realize that the C is not going to be used. Does it make yes, sense? It makes absolutely perfect sense. You have to, <laughs> I've realized that on ne sait jamais. On ne sait jamais. So you never know. Never we know. never know. But the C there literally would be saying, you never know if this morning you were still late so, or you were late again. That's it. So the if in French implies that if this happened or yeah. if, if this did really happen. Uh-huh. But in English, we would be more likely to say, you never know. Maybe, perhaps, perhaps uh-huh. this morning you were late and you had already bumped into a charming young man on the station again. Uh-huh. So she's fishing for information about the uh-huh. about Sylvie's love life here. But what I find interesting, Mark, here is that the C in French will trigger a tense, a specific tense, which in English will be different will we'll have to be a different tense because we're using perhaps or maybe, or maybe. and not C and not F. Exactly. Because remember back to our C clauses, if something were the case, then something else would be the case mm-hmm, and so on. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, on ne sait jamais si ce matin tu étais encore en retard. One never knows if this morning you were late. Et si tu étais encore entré en collision and if you had bumped into or collided with a charming young man. Uh-huh. But because we're using no C in English, we're not using an if in English, it becomes, you never know, perhaps this morning you were late, so uh-huh. we're still okay there with and the imperfect. And you bumped. Yeah, there's no had bump, there's no yes. progression yes. backwards yes. in time. Yes, yes, yes. That's very interesting. It's very, it's a subtle again. I think this episode is is... Just like the other one, very subtle, but I think even one step up, a wee bit more subtle. <laughs> We're increasing the subtlety. We're also <laughs> increasing the time. It's 22 and a half minutes of Ooh. this lesson. So we hope that you've stuck with us all this time. Yeah, maybe it's a subtle hint, Mark, for us to finish. 
indeed. Before we do, don't forget that you can head over to coffeebreakfrench.com where you can find all the information about signing up to become a member of Season 4 and access all of our materials. And they include our language study audio shows, our full transcripts of this show and the language study show, and lots more besides. Coffeebreakfrench.com, follow the links for Season 4. In the meantime... Merci beaucoup, comme d'habitude, et à une prochaine fois. Oui, à très bientôt, au revoir. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.